Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel uh, 3CR's look at the Australian film industry. And no, we're not going to look at the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival, MIF, because you should go and listen to Saturday on screen. Uh, Melinda is has got it all covered. Uh, I did do uh, an interview with one of the filmmakers that is uh, presenting a film or did present a film over last week, which was uh, called uh, Rebel with a Cause. Go back to the uh, podcast of Showreel and you will be able to catch up with that particular interview. But today we're going to have a chat with uh, director and writer A.P. Pobjoy about a series called Unerased. They've uh, been uh, working on a particular project for quite a while, two years. It's uh, coming out on a vlog- vlogging format, nine T-shirts. Teenagers over a year of their life, seven short episodes. Uh, it's launching on Instagram with distribution partner minus eighteen on Sunday, August the twentieth. That's this Sunday. Unerased is billed as an raw, unfiltered, authentic coming-of-age documentary series, films by the participants themselves via their phones. It's uh, in 17 short episodes that will drop each Monday and Friday. And it is uh, has got a slight difference in its perspective. It's not just teenage life, it's teenage transgender people that are filming their one year of life. A fantastic series. Uh, and as I said, I spoke to AP uh, about this particular series. I watched uh, the episodes of Unerased that were available to me. I was really impressed by it. Can you give my listeners a little bit of an understanding of how this series came about? Yeah, of course. So, um, well, first off, Unerased is a documentary series that follows nine transgender high school students from around the country who basically share their stories of what it's like to grow up trans and gender diverse in Australia right now. Um, But I guess the twist for us is that it's a series that's completely filmed by the participants themselves via their phones. So it's completely made up of vlogs and giving the voice and the platform back to young people to tell their stories of uh, representation, of grief, of academic pressure, of what it's like to grow up as a teenager, I guess. 
And Unarraised came about when, uh, about 18 months ago now, obviously there was, you know, a lot of media attention around the agency of transgender high school students and where they belonged in the world. Um, But every article and every interview that I watched or read uh, never actually had a young trans person a part of the conversation ever. So in a chance to try and, I guess, uh, turn the tables a little bit, we decided to give the camera back to trans kids for them to tell the world what it's really like for them uh, walking through it, really. Um, So it's been a really amazing process, and we kind of sent out a huge online uh, call-out for any young trans people who would be interested in taking part of the project. And within two days, we got over 100 submissions from all different young people across, across the country wanting to take part. Yeah, yeah, and of course that that's part of this business, isn't it? They're the subject, but they're also the collaborators. Yes, yeah, of course. I think um, that was always a really, really big part of this project because I think I, I, I do think the nature of documentary is changing in Australia, where like our participants are no longer just our subjects; they're also our team members, they're also our collaborators. And if we were going to, you know. Uh, if our intent was to really give the platform back to young people, what better way than have them document their own lives and, and to own their own stories? So it's, it's definitely a little bit, uh, uh, definitely kind of breaks some boundaries in terms of what documentary is and, and the format. But we found that it was probably the most authentic way to tell to tell these stories. Well, I was thinking, you know, because there's nine people that you follow or they follow themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you, as you said, a, a, about 100 people put their names into the ring. And I was worried a little bit for the others who didn't get chosen. But I noticed that you really wrap yourself around all this community because you've got people like Transgender Victoria and Project Rocket who were available to help people feel good about this whole process, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, working working with young people in documentary, you know, your sort of first point of call is the duty of care. Um, obviously, we know that young people are resilient and emotionally intelligent, but we also know that they can be quite vulnerable at times and you know, these, these nine participants are sharing really, you know, intimate parts of their life with the world, which can be, you know, quite turbulent. And as much as they like to be leaders and want to put themselves out there, we know that it can be also scary to do that. So, um, you know, for us, as soon as we started making this project, um, Transgender Victoria and Project Rocket came on board to really kind of put together a really holistic aftercare plan for the participants throughout the making of this project and through the release being able for them, you know, being able to create a community around them that can offer support and just safe, a safe space for them to, to speak about their feelings and to speak about how they're feeling throughout the process, um, which I think in turn led to, to better content, them feeling comfortable with themselves. Um, and, you know, we still continue that aftercare today, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so how did you choose the nine? I mean, what, <laughs> what was it that you were after? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, look, it was it was really, really difficult. Um, you know, there was a lot of, obviously, we know that the trans experience is not one experience. We know that there's, a, you know, um, everybody has their sort of own, their own experience in the world with gender. I think for us, you know, a big part was selecting nine participants who offered, I guess, a breadth of experience to the, to the trans identity. You know, we wanted to be able to have cast members who also were, you know, uh, diverse and had intersectional identities with religion and with, uh, you know, culture and with disability to be able to give us like a, 
a, I guess a holistic view that um, you know we're getting we're getting I guess a different a different story from everybody. But again, you know, picking nine the nine participants was also about making sure, again, with that duty of care plan, making sure that they had support systems around them at home and at school, um, making sure that um, they were, you know, that they were out and comfortable with their identities. You know, being a part of a documentary is a bit larger when you when it's a public thing. So it was also um, the casting process also involved, you know, their families and their parents as well. So that played a lot into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is a really, um, and this is why I think it's so great, quite besides giving them voice. I was, I became really interested in the people because they're delightful people. And then I started (laughs) to think to myself, God, you know, this is really not just about being trans. This is just about being people. And this is what this breakthrough series is about, isn't it? Yes, of course. I think, you know, one thing that we were really um, aware of, and, you know, we've all been 16, 17 before, right? So those kind of questions about figuring out who you are and when you, where you fit in inside the world are, are so universal. And I think for us, it was really important to show that, like, of course, there are niche challenges that come with being a young trans person in this world, but growing up trans is not necessarily exclusive of just a normal teenage experience. Um, and so we really wanted to show that this this series is really about growing up and really about finding yourself and your identity. And at the end of the day, we're all on the on the road to being our most authentic selves, whether it's just trans, queer, straight, or whatever. So we really wanted to be able to broaden those horizons to let people know that these teenagers are just regular Australian teenagers. Yeah, and it works, you know. Um, it was quite devastating. It's only a little shadow in one of them where a person is actually being quite uh, vocal about their their space, uh, saying that fifty uh, percent um, of uh, transgender young people kill themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's shocking. It is. It is shocking. I think you know this goes hand in hand with this documentary as being able to open up conversation, like quite difficult conversations. My ad about the quality of life of transgender people and how we can best support trans young people. Um, and I also think it's a testament to show that young trans people are definitely aware of those odds and are aware of those statistics. Mm. Um, and it, it can be quite shocking, um, of course. And, you know, that statistic, I think when I was 16, 15, you know, it has gotten worse. But in saying that, you know, we don't want to shy away from emotion or shy away from the difficult conversations in this series. We want to be able to crack that open and to discuss it further and not only discuss it, but to try and actually kind of salvage some real life solutions on, on how to, to, to reverse that, I guess. Well, yeah, of course, because it's a community. We're all part of a community, and how dare that be the statistics for the for these people? Mm. It's outrageous. I know. Well, I think you know one thing for our series that's big that we know that we know really helps reverse that statistic is making sure that people feel like they're not alone in their experiences, that there's other people who, who are there for them and also experience the same things as they do. Yeah, that's of course why uh, this is such an important series. Um, I want to go now to the actual making of the series and uh, the distribution of the series because this is an unusual new mm-hmm. method <laughs> of uh, making something happen, isn't it? Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, well, you know, when we started making it, we, we knew that this documentary was for a younger audience and was for other teenagers all across, not just Australia, but also the world. And when we think about where the documentary would live and where people would find it, you know, when we look at statistics, young people aren't watching 
TV. They aren't watching, you know, the ABC or SBS. They're all on their phones and they're all online and on Instagram and TikTok. And so we thought, well, if we're really going to reach young people, we have to go where they are. So we decided that the documentary would actually better fit as a short form series. So four minute episodes across 17 parts um, and to make it for Instagram and TikTok. So to make it completely vertical. So it's something that you watch on your phone and on the go. Um, And we also, you know, found this out when we were doing our call outs is that the largest percent of applications were coming from from um, from call outs from Instagram and from TikTok. Uh-huh. So we really pivoted there and thought, okay, well, if we really want to make a splash and we really want to make a, an impact on young people's lives, we decided that it would best best be uh, living online and it makes it probably the most accessible platform for not just young people but for a lot of people as well. All right. So, and of course, each of the uh, series are, are about four minutes. You know, some of them are shorter, but they, they, none of them are more than five minutes. In fact, none of them are five minutes. No, no. Yeah, it's about three to four minutes each episode. Yeah, okay. And uh, so that means that, uh, and you're credited as the director and writer. Uh, these people are um, self-collecting uh, the information. They're doing a diary. But obviously for it to become uh, small, uh, you know, small amounts of time, uh, there is a writerly and uh, directorial ar- arrangement as well as in the, you must have worked hand in glove with the the editor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, um, so I directed the series and, and Rob Innes also produced and executive produced the series. Um, and our, our editor, Mark Cosentanzo, also edited the series. And it was, it was, you know, it's one of those things where basically all the young people documented their lives over a year via their phones and via their own cameras. Um, and then once that year was over, we basically collected hours and hours and hours of self-shot footage um, and cut it together into the story that that young person wanted to tell. And, you know, um, the cast all saw the documentary and all um, could put their kind of two cents in and and what they thought. But I think we were really lucky to find nine young people who had a story to tell that year. Um, So it was a lot of, it was like putting together a big, big puzzle of how all these nine young people were going to fit into the same narrative. Um, But like I said, I think we were extremely lucky to find nine young people who had really strong stories and who wanted to be leaders in their own stories. Um, so yeah, it, it was a it was a lot of editing and putting it, it kind of together into not only just a, a story for people to follow, but also into into I guess an an authentic insight into what these young people wanted to tell. So it was a really great collaborative experience behind the scenes, getting getting everyone involved and getting everybody's sort of two cents into it. Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones, including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter.
You're with Annie on 3CR and uh, you're on Showreel. We're looking at a, a series called Unerased. We're talking to the director and writer A.P. Pobjoy. They've been working on this series for a while and it's going to be uh, distributed on Sunday, uh, August the 20th. Uh, on Instagram, uh, you can see the 17 short episodes, uh, which are going to be dropped each Monday and Friday uh, over the next uh, series of months. This is the last part of my chat with AP. Can you tell me a little bit about Minus 18? What, what is yes. that? So Minus 18 are one of Australia's biggest LGBTQI youth charities. Um, so they're sort of known for their work um, in engaging young people online, but also in person through community events, through workshops, through panels. Um, and they're, you know, I would say probably one of the, the most trusted, uh, trusted LGBTQ charities in Australia and a kind of um, and, and with a really heavy, heavy focus on young people and particularly young people's experiences in school. Um, and so through my own networks, I've, I've been um, a friend of Minus 18 for a very, very long time, um, and they also have quite a large following online. Um, and so when we were kind of thinking about who would be a great distribution partner, Minus 18 was also someone to share our call out as well, and they got a huge response. So it just kind of made sense for them who have the resources and I guess the ins to these places where we want to make the biggest impact to partner up with Minus 18 to be able to deliver the series to the world um, and to work together to be that platform. All right. So it's called v- uh, Vlogging, right? Vlogging format. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. So we've got names here. And the next thing, of <laughs> course, <laughs> and, the you know, you exist. Once you've got a name, you exist, right? Um, yeah. So uh, Minus 18 on Instagram, and it starts mm-hmm. on August, Sunday, the 20th. And then it's yep. going to be uh, on Monday and Friday for the next however long there are episodes. Yeah, so basically we drop the first episode on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, the 20th of August. And then um, we drop episodes on Monday, Friday for the next six weeks um, until we get to the end. So it's, 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 it's going to be a good run and, and everyone will, uh, yeah, will get to see these stories twice a week of these nine young people. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, tell me... What was it like to uh, collaborate with Instagram? How does that work for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess with Instagram, um, well, our sort of collaboration was with Minus 18, but I guess to make something for Instagram was very interesting. Um, Even, you know, in terms of like technical formats, you know, you're not making something for, for TV or you're not making something for a theatrical release. So making something for Instagram is something, you know, you've got to really think about it from the, from the moment you start developing about what it's going to look like. How is it going to sit on the app? Um, how are we going to get it to people? But I think with the vlogging format, um, anyone who kind of uses Instagram um, knows that a lot of people are documenting their lives on that app. Anyhow, it's sort of innate to young people to, to document their lives, to vlog their days. Um, so it kind of just went hand in hand. It's, you know, uh, people are, are so used to seeing young people talk to a screen on that app. So, um, yeah, I guess making it for Instagram, you know, we had some really great insights from Minus 18 who use that as a very fundamental tool to reach young people. Um, and, yeah, I guess I guess we just worked with the kind of expertise that we had to make sure that it would be something that's authentic and true on the app and that people would be drawn to. 
Right. So, and of course, what you're really saying is that Instagram as a distribution uh, methodology, you're not actually talking to anybody. You're just using what's there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like we're kind of using Instagram as just a platform to be able to to voice the series. And then by these other organisations, we're able to draw the right community crowds in. Um, and Instagram's been a huge tool and I guess, banding together the queer community and getting them to, to, to share resources and to connect with one another. Yeah, right. So I mean, that's really fascinating, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it takes out a whole other element to uh, the uh, traditional methods of getting product yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think there is a, a huge new wave of content being made specifically for social media and specifically for online. Um, you know, for instance, you know, you could post, you could post a, a video on Instagram and within two days get one million people to watch it, opposed to, you know, people sitting around a TV, you probably wouldn't even crack those numbers within a week. So um, it, I think that, you know, the tide is changing in terms of where audiences lie, and particularly with young people as well. So I think there is a bit more of a push to be able to, to, to tell stories online. Yeah, well, you know, I just read a book that said business isn't about manufacturing, it's about distributing. So there you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thinking about audience and where they're going to watch it and um, where it's going to be easy and accessible for them to watch it as well. Now, the production funding came from mainly from uh, Screen Australia and um, was supported by Screen Victoria. But you had runs on the board already, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, um, I guess when you're, you know, you're putting together a vlogging documentary, um, you know, the, the cost is a lot lower <laughs> because, you know, you're not <laughs> yeah. setting up big production crews and all things like that. But Screen Australia and Big Screen have been absolutely monumental in getting this thing made. Um, you know, they also have, you know, a, a online departments that are really committed to not only creating content for online formats, but uh, for getting stories out there that, uh, I guess, offer a lens to, more diverse representation, getting stories out there that I guess we haven't seen from people before. So Screen Australia and Big Screen um, were, were huge in putting this together, we, you know, especially in our post-production process. Like I said, it was quite long. Yeah. Um, so to have them on, on board and, and to be able to fund the series was, you know, was an absolute dream. Well, actually, in terms of you, you've been thinking about this for quite uh, quite a long time, haven't you? Yeah, well, in terms of developing it, you know, I, I think, the sort of idea for Unarrays or the seed for Unarrays came to me, you know, almost two years ago now where those sort of, you know, those sort of anti-trans bills were sort of rearing their ugly head in the media. And like I said, I was just wading through all these interviews not to find one single young trans person a part of the conversation. And I think with Unarrays, we wanted to not only give the conversation or let people back into the conversation, but to change the conversation completely, you know, to look at this and say that this issue that you're making of young trans people actually doesn't exist. They're just like regular normal teenagers. So I've been thinking about it for quite some time, but anyone who works in film and television knows that, um, you know, you always think about it for a long time until it actually happens. Yeah, that's about right. Um, but it does show commitment. That's all I'm saying. And uh, yeah. creative development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot of commitment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, but you've got a world to win, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is, uh, good luck for Sunday and the, the rest of it. Oh, thank you. 
But um, how are you going to, I mean, the beauty of online is that it does all these digital clicks, but it was funny. I, I listened to this thing about uh, Frank Zappa uh, a long time ago. There was this uh, documentary about Frank Zappa, great man. And he was uh, he was on the case around the idea that many clicks doesn't mean it's fantastic. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so there are, very, are lots of different ways of, gauging how effective you've been what is what are your thoughts on that yeah absolutely I think particularly in documentary as well I mean yeah we all know that it's the quality of the views not the quantity of the views and I think for unerased for us you know our first step is releasing the series so people can watch it but you know we have you know two three four you know five other steps in being able to create an impact strategy to really help young people feel less alone, to have conversations around their identities and to also get parents and teachers and policymakers to understand them as well. So, you know, along with releasing it on Instagram, we also want to be able to do our community screening, putting together our discussion guides, being able to get unerased into schools um, so that we can talk about, I guess, the lives of transgender high school students more um, more freely and and. More, and um, so, when, yeah, when we, when we talk about impact and when we talk about, um, I guess, getting it out there it also comes comes to say that getting it out there means also creating strong change for these young people and that's it for showreel this week um that was a chat i had with director and writer ap popejoy uh they've been working on a project called unerased it's a vlogging format nine teenagers over a year of their life. It's launching on Instagram with distribution partner Minus18 on Sunday, eight, uh, August the 20th. That's this Sunday. Unerased is a raw, unfiltered and authentic coming-of-age documentary series filmed by the participants, transgender teenagers, in 17 short episodes that will drop each Monday and Friday. Good luck to them. And that's the truth. They've got a world to win. Uh, that's it for me, Annie. And uh, coming up next is Published or Not. And uh, I was uh, giving a little bit of a rave about Frank Zappa, so I thought I might actually play a rather... It's a bit raunchy, I'll have to say. So if you're... Uh, a little bit adverse to bad language. Close your ears. This is the great uh, Frank Zappa. Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town. My car is fast, my teeth are shiny. I tell all the girls they can kiss my hiney. Here I am at a famous school. I'm dressing sharp and I'm acting cool. I got a cheerleader here wants to help with my paper. Let her do all the work and maybe later I'll rave her. Oh God, I am the American dream. I do not think I'm too extreme. And I'm a handsome son of a bitch. I'm gonna get a good job and be real rich. Get a good, get a good, get a good, get a good. Women's liberation came creeping all across the nation. I tell you people, I was not ready when I fucked this dyke by the name of Freddie. She made a little speech then, all she tried to make me say when. She had my balls in a vice, but she left the dick. I guess I'm still hooked on, but now it shoots too quick. Oh God, I am 
the American dream. But now I smell like Vaseline and I'm a miserable son of a bitch. Am I a boy or a lady? I don't know which. I wonder, 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 wonder. So I went out and bought me a leisure suit. I jingle my change, but I'm still kind of cute. Got a job doing radio promo. And none of the jocks can even tell I'm a homo. Eventually, me and a friend sort of drifted along into S&M. I can take about an hour on the Tower of Power. As long as I get a little golden shower. Oh, God, I am the American dream. With a spindle up my butt till it makes me scream. And I'll do anything to get ahead. I'll lay awake nights saying thank you, Fred. Oh, God, oh, God, I'm so fantastic. Thanks to Freddy, I'm a sexual spastic. And my name is Bobby Brown. Watch me now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.